Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the unnamed Brotocross podcast, aka the Bro Show, aka the one where the guy swears a lot. Feedback on the first episode, I don't really know what it was like because I didn't look. Because nobody whose opinion I care about talks to me on the fucking internet. So here we go again. We're doing another one. And I need to open this one right up with a PSA on something that affects many, many of us. And that is super many kids or younger who get in the fucking way on the track on practice days. Parents, I know your little tyke is so special and totally going to be the next big thing, but teach him or her, it's, it's fucking him, uh, that if somebody chases him down on the track at like 10 seconds a lap, that he should just move over. In fact, that's for everybody, okay? If somebody is catching you 10 seconds a lap on a practice day, then when he catches you, just move the fuck over, okay? I don't understand why people insist on racing no matter what, but it's the little kids, mostly the super mini kids, because they're at least quick enough to piss me off. Because if the kid's on a fucking 60, I don't care. I'll just fucking run them right over. But and that's not true. I actually don't. The, the problem with kids is they terrify me, and I am on eggshells anytime I'm near a child on the racetrack. Or, sorry, practice track. I don't race children. I don't ride the pedophile class. But the kids just don't seem to get it. That I mean, it's a safety issue. Like, you're sending your 12-year-old kid out there on the pro track with everybody else. He's not hitting the jumps, and you're not telling him to get out of the main line if he's not going to hit the jumps. I mean, this is how kids get hurt. And I'm sorry, this one's kind of specialized to California too, because every track in California, which this is actually sweet, every single one has a main track and at least a vet track, and most of them have a main track, a vet track, an amateur track, and or a mini track. So like, it's really good at separating the crowds. So you know, on the main track, that's where the fast guys are going. And so when little kids go out there, on six, I mean, I see kids on 60s out there, and they're not hitting the jumps, and nobody's telling them to get the fuck out of the way. I know that they're learning, and I'm not saying they don't deserve to be able to learn, but like I said, it's a safety issue. They need to get out of the way because I'm a considerate guy. I don't know if you guys fucking knew that. I'm wicked fucking considerate, dude. And I'm watching out for the kids. Not everybody's doing that. There's tons of yahoos going out on the main track for the first time ever because their fucking buddy's here and he's got his iPhone and he's going to get an Instagram shot of them hitting that jump even though they've never hit a jump bigger than 20 feet in their entire fucking life. And they hit everything fully boner air status. And they're going to land on these kids because they're fucking idiots. Just like the kids. Kids are idiots, but that's just because they're fucking kids. These guys are idiots because they're idiots. And every single lap that they do is one step closer to a catastrophic crash. And you can see it when you watch them. So parents, don't let your kid be part of that. Just tell them, hey, 
Make sure if you're not hitting the jump that you get out of the main line and let faster riders go through. That's all you gotta do. I think that's simple enough. You're not crushing the kid's dream. And if you are, then your kid is a fucking moron. And that's probably on you. So tighten up the screws and tell your kid to be a fucking man or something. I don't know. Riding with kids on the track is so scary to me. My policy with children just in every avenue of life is exactly the same as my policy with growths on my nether region, <clears throat> which is ignore it, maybe throw some water on it and hope it goes away. And if it doesn't, then call somebody who's qualified to deal with the situation. But when they're on the track, I can't ignore them. And it's tough. Because most people, when you catch them super quick on the track, I know I'd said that there are plenty of idiots out there, and there definitely are. But most guys, when you catch them super quick and you show them a wheel, they'll get out of your way. Because they're like, all right, this guy is going faster than me. That's what I do. When somebody catches me quick, then I'm just like, all right, I'm getting out of your fucking way, dude, because you are clearly motoring right now, and I don't need to be the guy fucking that up. That's why I have no sympathy for people who complain about getting taken out by pro dudes on practice days at the tracks, because... I pretty much guarantee you that you got taken out because you wouldn't get the fuck out of the way. And he's a pro and he's fucking doing his job. I mean, God forbid one of them shows up at your shitty desk job while you're typing away at your computer and worrying about which dude your wife is cheating on you with and just starts putting his hands in front of your hands while you're trying to type whatever worthless shit you're typing. Okay? And not saying that I'm a pro, but I'm out there just trying to have a good time and... Your little super mini kid is fucking that up because I'm just waiting for him to come charging at a jump and then slam the brakes because he's not hitting it and then I get to land on him and kill the kid and then I'm the worst person in the world. So what I usually do in that situation is just cut the track, but sometimes I'll get around the kid and give him a little bit of the business, you know, maybe throw a whip and just look back at him and just be like, listen kid, if you had a girl, I would be fucking her right now, provided that she was of legal age. Definitely got to throw that bit in there. Yeesh. So uh, let's talk about dirt bikes some more. We've been talking about dirt bikes. Anaheim 2 happened. Ryan Dungey won. 2 one, one on the season so far, which he pretty much dominated last year, and he has started this year even better. His worst race last year was Anaheim 1, and uh, that was a fourth. Now he's got 2 one, one 19 straight podiums. I mentioned this last week. He has now tied Jeremy McGrath's record for podium streaks. And I don't know if you guys saw that Racer X posted a story very similar to that about the longest podium streaks. Good call, guys. Glad you thought of it. And uh, their numbers were wildly different from mine. So I was like, fuck, man, maybe I totally fucked this up. Did a little bit of investigating. As it turns out, they, we were just counting the numbers a little bit differently. I was not counting, if a rider didn't line up for a race, I was not counting it against them, as in it didn't break their streak if they didn't line up for that race. Where Racer X was, for instance, with Carmichael, I said he had 36 podiums, and I was not, that's from 2003 through 2006, but he missed the entire 2004 season because he tore his ACL. So I was not counting 2004. Racer X was. That's, that's, hey, we were just counting the numbers a little bit differently. 
Not that it matters, these are totally arbitrary numbers, don't mean shit, but RacerX luckily did point out something that I totally missed, which is that Chad Reed has 25 straight podiums. I completely missed that. My apologies to Reedy. Uh, and that's technically, if you want to do it the Racer X way and count races that the riders didn't line up for, then Reed has the longest streak ever and at 25. So congrats, Reedy. And I'm sorry that I missed you, brah. I'm sorry that I called you brah. That was ridiculous. You're Australian. It's mate or cunt. I love that's when can we do that? Why can't we just call each other cunts like Australians do? And it's not even an insult. It's just like, ah, how you doing, cunt? Like they're just friends. It's because when Americans say cunt, like that, didn't that just make your ears kind of like tighten up a little bit? It's because it's cunt, cunt. Doesn't sound very pleasant. When Australians say they're like, ah, cunt, it just rolls right off the tongue. You probably didn't even know that I just said it. We need to figure that shit out, America. Speaking of Australia, though, and of uh, its most important import, Chad Reed, he got second again. That's two seconds in a row for Reedy. Probably some of the best riding we've seen out of him in the last five years. Can he win it? Can he win it? I definitely think so. Because I think he's got everybody, not necessarily beat, but I think he can run with and pass everybody except for Dungey. I think he can beat Dungey, but he needs more than he's had in these last two races because this last race, he didn't really get too close to Dungey. Obviously, San Diego, he was all over Dungey the whole time, couldn't get around him. So it's going to take something a little bit extra from Reedy. But everybody else on the track, I think, and I mean, I'm not saying that they can't beat him, but if he's right behind anybody else on the track, I think he's got it in his head. Okay, I can pass this guy and well, he says it to himself in Australian, so he's like, all right, I can nip these cunts, something like that. But Reed is the kind of guy that just completely is fueled off of that kind of confidence. So I would uh, definitely look for Reed to do some serious fucking damage right now. But yeah, I think Dungey has gotten to that point now that every fast guy gets to where if he gets out front, people are kind of bummed out because it just means that the race is probably over. Carmichael was there. I think Stewart was there for a little while. Villapoto, too. It's just like if he's out front by lap three, you're kind of like, oh, fuck, dude. We got 17 more laps of this shit. Like, just fucking call it right now. I'll see you at the bar. Because there's no touching him right now. I think that Anderson, when he's really on it, might be able to do it. Same with Roxon. I would have said the same thing about Tomac, but in the first three rounds, Tomac has not delivered. I'm not sure if he's adjusting to the Kawasaki the way that we all thought he was going to, or at least that I thought he was going to. And uh, I think some people might say I get on Stewart's dick too much, but if James Stewart is on it, he can beat Ryan Dungey too. But as we've seen, that's kind of a tall order these days. Stewart, of course, did not race Anaheim too, still working on the, uh, the head injury. So hopefully we see him back at Oakland where he is an absolute fan favorite because he's black. I don't see any need to dance around the subject. There's tons of dumbass fans at every Supercross race, black and white, and plenty of fucking Mexicans. Not that many Asians. I don't see that many of them, but there's probably some. And uh, these stupid fans that don't know anything about the sport are just looking for the one commonality that they might have with a rider that gives them a reason to root for that rider. Maybe he's from the same place as them. Probably not. Nobody's from Oakland. But guess what? There's tons of black people in Oakland that go to the race. 
that want to see James Stewart win so they can go and get hyphy and put on some sideshows and do all sorts of Oakland shit. Plenty of white people want to see James Stewart win too, me included. But uh, I'd say Oakland is one of the best places to be a black rider. That and uh, Atlanta and probably East Rutherford too. Those are all really top-notch races to uh, be black at because you're going to get just a little bit of extra fan push from uh, essentially the black vote. So was that racist? I don't think that was racist. I didn't say anything bad about black people there. I said bad stuff about average Supercross fans, but that's not it has nothing to do with the color of their skin. That's just average Supercross fans are dumbasses. And uh, so if that pissed you off, then uh, you are way too easily pissed off and you need to lighten the fuck up and stop being such a pussy. Literally, all I'm saying is if there is one race that it would be awesome to be black at, it is fucking Oakland and Atlanta and East Rutherford. But hey, here's a fun fact that I noticed the other day that I tweeted about. The top six in the 450 class has been the same riders at all three of the first rounds. It's been Dungey, Reed, Sealy, Anderson, Roxon, and Tomac, and all six of those guys ride a different brand of motorcycle which is pretty interesting. That means that every single brand has one marquee guy that is actually delivering, which is good. I think that's good. We've got some parody in the top six to give Jeff and Ralph a total boner. But hey, a, a fun fact on top of that fun fact that I am going to inform you now of, eager listener, Cole Seeley is the only rider in that group that has never won a Supercross championship. And it's kind of crazy. They, I actually saw Sealy after San Diego, and I told him, like, dude, you are one of the guys right now. And to go from back in 2008, he had pretty much quit motocross, and now he's factory Honda's number one guy. I mean, dude, I'm signing Sealy over Kennard right now. I think Sealy's got more value than that. Kennard's still a great rider, but not putting in results. Sealy consistently putting the bike in the top five, and I think that's pretty damn impressive. Like, I don't think Sealy was even in the conversation in the beginning of the season. I don't think a lot of people thought that he was going to be... Everybody knew that he could finish in the top five. I don't think a lot of people thought that he was going to be competing for wins. And three rounds into it, absolutely still in the championship conversation. So, look at that. Yet another kid who took some time off the sport to be a normal person and came back and is fucking killing it. Kind of like my boy Christian Craig in the 250 class, first Supercross podium ever. Battled it out with Cooper Webb early in the race. Actually, he led most of the race. And then Cooper, a so-so start, but as usual, just untouchable pretty much throughout the whole track. His tire tap line through that rhythm section was the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Like it was, I've always loved tire taps. I've always thought they were the coolest thing ever. Like seriously, since I started riding dirt bikes, I thought tire taps were so dope. And when you see him on supercross tracks, like a guy like Cooper, he made it look so easy. And if you saw that section, if you walked up to it, you'd be like, there's no fucking way anybody could tire tap this. But guess what, bitches? Cooper Webb can do that. I love, and I've said this before, that Cooper rides with just such crazy authority, and he just knows. You can tell that he actually has totally come into his own and knows how good he is. And 
it's such a subtle thing, but watch him rip tear-offs. He just, it's like he wipes them off of his face. He's just like, get the fuck out of my way, dirty tear-off. I need to see so I can see how fucking fast I'm going while I'm passing all these motherfuckers. I'm dead serious, watch it. He does it with just such a crazy conviction that he's just, it's, it's, it's so perfectly representative of how he rides the bike, which is, I know I'm the shit, and I am fucking gonna win this race, which he did. Cooper was the only rider on the track in the 250 main that has ever won a main event in Supercross, and that's pretty interesting. Just kidding, it's not really that interesting. Kinda. Jesse Nelson's the only other player in that uh, in West Coast that has won a race, and he is obviously out right now. But Cooper, pretty untouchable. Like I said before, not losing. He's not losing anytime soon. Kid can ride. Christian rode awesome. He, Christian was better in the whoops. He absolutely annihilated the whoops, and the whoops were burly this weekend. And uh, Christian was just bah, 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 right on the top of those bitches. When Cooper caught him, Christian battled. And so this is kind of going into, I know that some people said, as usual, there were some pussies that were like, Christian Craig rode too fucking aggressive, fucking brake checking Cooper and all this, and I'm a bitch. And yeah, and I have to say to those people, you are correct, sir, you are a bitch. I don't know why you said that, but that's definitely true. Because it's, yeah, Cooper was faster, definitely. But Christian's trying to win the race. Like, there, it was not outside the realm of possibility for Christian to win that race. And, I mean, he's going for it. You know how much bonus money these guys get when they win races? Fuck yeah, you're going to break check and do some block passing. It's called strategy, man. And he didn't do anything dangerous. It was all kosher, minimal contact with Cooper. So I don't even think Cooper got that pissed. I mean, Cooper won the race, obviously, so... He's not that pissed, but I don't even think if Cooper lost that race, he could get that pissed because that's just being smart on the bike and trying to get that money. We trying to get this money, son. And uh, hey, what's up, black guy? He just left. He just jumped on the mic and left. That was weird. And uh, so that brings me into the fucking Jimmy Dakota's Boston accent race report. What can you say about the Ripper continuing to fucking kill it, dude? Rips the whole... Okay, first of all, fucking second place in the heat race behind Savachi left Osborne in his fucking dust, ripping the track to shreds on that Geico Honda. Gay drop on the main, rocket ship, out of the line, fucking whole shot. That's a cool G in his pocket. Wrap it up, take it to the bank. Fucking... Fucks up the first rhythm section, sitting, and then the fucking whoops. Okay, he fucked up those whoops first lap. Sitting seventh, works his way through the fucking pack, past Smitty, Savachi goes down, past Martin, running fourth. The top three dudes, we got Craig Webb, Osborne, they're doing their fucking thing up front. Jimmy D running fourth, hits some lappers, tightens it up. The butthole is tight right now, and Savachi fucking passes him. Last lap when Jimmy fucks up that fucking rhythm section again. So, anyway, uh, good ride for Jim D. Should have had fourth. Always such a... It's so tantalizingly close. The last fucking lap. The fucking white flag comes out. That's your boy, okay? I don't know if you guys saw the blog this week. Uh, if race flags were people at a party, 
but as on record, I said, the white flag is your homie. And not so much for... Actually, Jimmy was fucking psyched when he saw that white flag, for sure. But Savachi just made it happen. So, fifth place for Jimmy. Like I said, I think he tightened up. I think it wasn't a fitness problem. I think he got to those lappers, knew he was in a good spot, and he knew that Savachi was going a little bit faster than him, and he, so I think he tightened up. And uh, anyway, Jimmy's sitting... Fuck, I don't know where he's sitting. Like, fifth? Fifth or sixth in points? Right now, only Geico Honda rider not on the box, dude. And I mean the podium because Jimmy is on the box in the other sense of the word. Just kidding. He's got a girlfriend like an idiot. Um, I don't know why everybody just can't get it through their heads and finally understand that monogamy is for idiots. And I know that any females listening are like, nope, mm -mm, not my man. You're wrong. Bet you money, you're wrong. So be smart, folks, and fuck everybody. That's what I say. And pretty much all the guys listening know that that's what they want, too. So I don't know why I have to spell this out for everybody. Just a much more sensible way to live. Lots of pro athletes do it, including pro motocross dudes. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Not everybody, but several. Rest assured. So wrap it up. Uh, probably, yeah, definitely wrap it up. I think that would be smart. Herbally, herbally's out there. But anyway, yeah, if there's one takeaway that you have from this podcast, it's uh, go out and fuck everybody and uh, just, you know, get tested and stuff. And if you've got something, then I'm pretty sure there's like a Tinder for people with herpes now. I don't know, ladies. I don't know because I don't need to use that. But, you know, hey, if you're afflicted, then there are answers, okay? You can still get pussy. Or dick if you're a girl. Or pussy if you're a girl. That's fun. But anyway, I'm rambling. Let's talk about dirt bikes again. Eli Tomac. I know I said that he has not quite lived up to expectations, but uh, first of all, he almost podiumed that race. Second, hot rhythm on the first rhythm section. I don't know if everyone else caught that. but So the normal rhythm was hit that first single, downside the table, step on, step off, triple, and then single out into the sand, and they would actually jump into a roller in the sand, so that actually kind of worked. Tomac's line, only rider doing this, that I saw at least, he would step on, step off, quad, what? Yeah, I said it, quad, nuked that quad, then triple out into the sand, ripping line. It actually, surprisingly, wasn't that much faster. He might have gained a quarter of a second on it. It wasn't that much faster, but it was sick. And I appreciate dudes who send it. And he, Tomac was sending it. And I also want to talk, okay, so I said that he did step on, step off quad. He was hitting a table and then landing, not on the next jump, but the next one after that. And I've heard some people say that that's a triple. Picture this. I'm going to paint a picture in your head. I'm talking about a tabletop and then a single and then another single. So hit that tabletop, downside the second single. That is a quad, and I'm pretty sure that most people are in agreement about this, but I still will hear people say, claim that that's a triple. No, you are a fucking idiot. Count the number of landing zones that you have, okay? You can downside the table, that's a double, okay? Tabletops count as doubles. I shouldn't have to educate everybody on this, and like I said, I think most people get it, but some people still don't. A tabletop, one landing, the next roller, that's a landing, 
the next roller, that's a landing. I count three landings. If there's a takeoff and three landings, it's a fucking quad, all right? This is basic math. We live in a society where most of you went to first grade, and you should know that, okay? That is the end of discussion. I do not want to hear it again. If it is a legitimate tabletop, for the sake of conversation, it counts as a double when you're talking about triple quad shit, okay? And don't even talk to me about fiving, all right? There's not even a name for that. A pen, is it a pentuple or a quintuple? I don't fucking know. If you five shit, that shit needs to be bigger. Tell the track designer to make shit bigger. If you're able to five anything on the track, the track designer is to blame because he sucks. Unless you're James Stewart because that dude's a sicko. Other sickos, Tomac's also a sicko. Uh, Josh Hill back in the day used to do some sicko shit. And Ken Roxon and Justin Bogle. And I, okay, there's a lot. There's a bunch of sickos out there. Um, what else? Follow bro on Snapchat. And actually, I don't give a fuck who's following me on Snapchat. I barely Snapchat ever. But when I do Snapchat, it's fucking dope. And uh, Instagram and Twitter. I won't be at Oakland. Sorry. Oakland was actually the first Supercross that I ever went to in 2011. First Supercross I ever went to. And uh, it was fun. There's like a Holiday Inn or something that's got this shit bar at Oakland, and we had a blast in that thing, let me tell you. But, uh, all right, until next time, I'll see you assholes later. Uh, Go ride your dirt bikes and have fun with it, bye.